this bulletin, a Productivity Commission draft report reveals Australian governments responsible for rampant indigenous disadvantage. New data shows inflation has slowed to 6%. And David Warner waves off retirement rumors ahead of the fifth Ashes test. Productivity Commission has released a draft report on closing the gap, finding that the four priority reforms are far from being met. The draft report found governments are not being held accountable, with examples including a lack of consultation with Indigenous communities on Northern Territory alcohol restrictions and the tightening of bail laws in Queensland. The National Agreement on Closing the Gap was committed to by all governments and the Coalition of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander Peak Organisations in 2020 in a bid to dismantle the entrenched inequality faced by Indigenous Australians. Minister for Indigenous Australians Linda Burney says it's a difficult reading. If there is ever an argument for the need for a voice, it is this draft report. The important thing is to understand that what it's talking about are real people, uh, real families and real communities. It is certainly not academic uh, when you look at the difference in life expectancy uh, and babies being born at a healthy weight. A record number of Australians are enrolled to vote ahead of the upcoming referendum on the Indigenous Voice to Parliament. The Australian Electoral Commission estimates national enrolment rate is at 97.5%, up from 97.1% at the end of 2022. This means the 2023 referendum will have the best baseline for democratic participation than any federal electoral event in Australian history. Enrolments for Indigenous Australians and Northern Territory residents are above 90% for the first time ever. There are 60,000 more Indigenous Australians enrolled than there were at the end of last year. The Australian Capital Territory has appointed its first ever female Indigenous Supreme Court judge. Camilla Roy woman Louise Taylor will be appointed in Canberra today. In 2018, she was appointed as the ACT's first Indigenous magistrate. The annual rate of inflation fell to 6% in the June quarter, down from 7% in March. The Bureau of Statistics has confirmed the Consumer Price Index rose by 0.8% in the June quarter. The result confirms that prices are still drifting up, but not as quickly. The biggest contributors to this increase were rents, which recorded the strongest quarterly rise since 1988. International holiday travel and accommodation, other financial services and new dwellings purchased by owner-occupiers also contributed to the June quarter result. The decreased annual headline figure shows the Reserve Bank's 12 interest rate hikes have been bringing down inflation. 46 whales have died after becoming stranded at Chains Beach in West Australia. Rescue operations resumed this morning to release the port of about 80 wells believed to be stranded 100 metres off the coast east of Albany. Wildlife scientist Dr Vanessa Pirotti has told the Seven Network, time is running out. So we don't actually know why they do it. But in this case, these animals, when the moment they strand, the clock starts ticking and it's really that time where these animals need to be assisted. 
if there is available logistics or resources rather. And unfortunately, with any event like this, we do see loss of life. Paramedics in New South Wales are renewing industrial action to protest a 4% pay offer from the state government. Emergency responders are refusing to enter patient billing information, report performance indicators, or attend special events which would place their home, their home station below minimum staffing levels. The Australian Paramedics Association says the action will ramp up next week when they will refuse to respond to non-emergency patient transfer jobs that could be undertaken by patient transport officers or private providers. The union says it's taking action because not enough has been done to fix the emergency in the healthcare system that was exposed in two recent New South Wales government inquiries. And Victoria is set to expand its publicly funded home birth program. The initiative is still in its planning stages, but is expected to be implemented at the at leading women's facility, Royal Women's Hospital in Melbourne. The program already runs at John, Car- John Carner Women's and Children's Hospital in Sunshine and has previously been available at Casey Hospital in Berwick. A resident at a regional Victoria retirement village has died after a fire. Police are investigating, two, are investigating two unit fires that broke out at the village on Royal Parade at Kilmore just after 6 a.m. this morning. Victoria Police Acting Inspector Jamie Cutler says a crime scene has been established, but the cause of the fire is yet to be determined. Sadly today I need to report that we have had one elderly male uh, pass away in a house fire in Kilmore in a retirement village down this way. Um, it happened at about 6.20 this morning. Emergency services were on scene quite quickly and managed to evacuate uh, about 40 people from the area to make sure that um, nobody else ended up in trouble. But unfortunately there was uh, one particular person who wasn't able to get out of the, the unit itself. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese will travel to New Zealand today for a round of diplomatic talks. There, he will meet with his Kiwi counterpart, Chris Hipkins. It's Mr Albanese's first official visit to New Zealand as Prime Minister and Mr Hipkins' first Trans-Tasman leaders' meeting. Their discussions are expected to span defence, the rise of China and security threats facing Taiwan and North Korea. They also discuss trade ties, clean energy opportunities and an upcoming Pacific Islands forum. Two pilots have died after their firefighting plane crashed in Greece. Both the captain and co-pilot were killed when the aircraft crashed on the island of Avia, east of Athens. Air Force officials say they were 34 and 27-year-olds. It comes as firefighters have been battling to contain wildfires on the island of Rhodes for a seventh day, with hundreds of tourists forced to evacuate. Tourist Gianna Spanos has told the Nine Network she's never seen anything like it. I feel so sad because I was born here. I love this place. I love this village. That's why I keep coming back on holidays. So when I see that, it breaks my heart. Because it never happened before like that. This is the first time. The United Nations is calling on Russia to rejoin the Black Sea Grain Initiative. Without it, millions are at risk of famine worldwide, as the initiative allows Russian food and fertilizer to reach global markets through Ukrainian ports. 
the United Kingdom's permanent representative to the United Nations, says Russian President Vladimir Putin is dead set on causing as much suffering around the world. The absurdity of using such heavy-duty weaponry to destroy food shows that weaponizing global food supplies is a calculated part of Russia's strategy. These include strikes using an unusually large number of AS-4 kitchen missiles. And these are 5.5-ton weapons, which are actually designed to destroy aircraft carriers. A new Australian study has found a link between food allergies in babies and an increased risk of childhood asthma. A cohort of about around 3,000 children took part in the study in Melbourne. The research found babies with food allergies were four times more likely to develop asthma by the time they turned six years old compared to those without allergies. The Murdoch Children Research Institute's Associate Professor Rachel Peters told the Seven Network both egg and peanut allergies were linked to a higher risk of asthma. We have seen an increase over the last several decades um, and delaying the introduction of allergenic foods into the diet certainly has played a role in um, the risk of food allergy. So one of the most important messages we can get out is to introduce um, age-appropriate solids, so things like a smooth peanut butter or well-cooked egg in the first year of life to help prevent allergies. Facebook's parent company Meta has been ordered to pay $20 million in fine over data collection on its private network app Onavo Protect. The Australian Competition and Consumer Commission took Meta to court in 2020 over the app. Both Meta and the ACCC have agreed Meta breached Australian consumer law between 2016 and 2017 over failing to make information about its data collection methods more prominent in its terms of service. And in sport, David Warner is waving off retirement rumours, rejecting suggestions the fifth Ashes test at the Oval will be his last. It was previously speculated, revealed he and former captain Steve Smith could retire after the New Year's test last month. But Warner says that's not the case. No, I haven't heard anything actually. I haven't seen anything. Been on the golf golf course. Um, no, I don't have an announcement. Um, for me, it's about you know trying to work hard in the nets as I did today. Um, potentially come out tomorrow and and yeah, um, if selected, go out there and play and try and win a national series. Johnny Farnham had one last tour and kept going, so <laughs> who knows? Might have to keep you guessing. The final test starts at the Ovo in London on Thursday. Australia are preparing for their biggest match in four years this week, desperate to become the first tourists since Steve Waugh's men in 2001 to win the Ashes in England. And having a, lo- having a look at the weather around the country this Wednesday afternoon, Brome sunny 27, Perth showers 15, Adelaide sunny 17, Melbourne partly cloudy 15, Hobart cloudy 16, Albury Wodonga mostly sunny 14 degrees, Canberra mostly sunny as well 16, Wollongong sunny 21, Sydney much the same 20, Newcastle mostly sunny 20, Brisbane partly cloudy 22, Townsville mostly cloudy 24, Showers 26, Alice Springs, sunny day 23, Darwin, sunny as well, 28 degrees, and the Torres Strait Islands, a partly cloudy day ahead and a top of 29 degrees. And that is NITV Radio News.